Have you ever come across a pothole in the city? We know the answer to that. When you see one, use the GoCOS app to report it so our crews can fix it as fast as possible. Download the free app today. I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. So Mayor Yemi calls our city a melting pot of culture, ideas, and dreams. And he has recently established a new office within our city that will help raise the voices of residents who want Colorado Springs to be the best place to live. So it's called the Office of Community Affairs. And I'm fortunate to have the head of that new office with me today. Thomas Thompson is the Community Affairs Advisor, new title. Thomas, thanks for being here. Thanks, Jen. I really appreciate your time. And I know your uh, new addition to the city team not new to the city um, necessarily. So tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to this particular role. Yeah, thank you. No, my wife and I have been here for 15 years okay. in the city. So um, it's home. Yeah, it's home for us. We've uh, raised four of our kids here. They all went to Coronado High School. And uh, we live in our, what we call our forever home, about one mile north of downtown. So we are dug into the city and, nice. and really love it. Yeah, and we've been here years. What brought us initially to the city was I uh, worked as the pastor of Pulpit Rock Church for okay. about a decade. Okay. And that was the kind of the initial thing that brought us here. Okay. And then what have you done in the meantime, or are you still a pastor there? No, I left about five years ago. I started my own leadership consulting company, and I've been doing that for a few years. And then just recently, I'm, I think I'm two and a half weeks into this new role. And uh, what, with the city. what is your connection with the mayor and what... What what interested you about this role and why was it created? Yeah, connection with the mayor. So I, I knew him from the, the pastoral circuit, kind of, so to speak, and back in the day. And he and I have been friends for a long time. And then as he started running for mayor, we would meet and talk about that. And then actually got to most recently serve as the co-chair of his campaign board uh, for his committee. So that was really exciting. So what's your take on yeah. that campaign he just ran? Uh, I, I admire how he ran it. He ran it with uh, great integrity and... Uh, refused to kind of go mudslinging, even right? though everyone around him said, you got to pick up some mud and throw it. And he's like, nope, I'm not doing it because I'm going to show you politics can be done differently. So Right, unconventional. I love it. I, I think the way, the thing I always tell people is, hey, just watch him because what he says is what he does. Yes, so, a man of his word, yeah. you think. And yes. so I was honored uh, when he asked me to stay on with him because I told him, I said, I'm not done working with you yet. I like working with you. Yes. So, so tell us about, um, it'll be you and one other staff member in this mm -hmm. new office um, so I'm told you're going to promote partnerships between the city and outside organizations. So it seems kind of obvious, but tell us a little bit about why that's important and yeah. why it's important to create this specific office. Well, and I think that, so one of the things the mayor likes to say is that he wants to create a government or uh, move our government more towards being much more proactive, much more accessible mm -hmm. and much more transparent. And so I see our office and Danielle and I are, or equal there, I see our office as one of those attempts to be more accessible. So this mayor, has get, you can imagine, has gotten so many requests for his time and people want to be around him. And we are just trying to figure out how, how can we be representing him out in the community? So we like to think of our, our office as a bridge, mm -hmm. like we are a bridge to community. So um, in our office, so Danielle, who's been doing a fantastic job for the city for years, she really kind of oversees maybe the cultural aspect of what outreach would look like. Uh, my role is going to be a little bit more focused on neighborhoods and faith communities of our city and how can we begin to invite those people to the table to help us solve problems. And Mayor talked on his most recent podcast with us about going out mm -hmm. to those neighborhoods 
doing some sessions with mm-hmm. folks in different neighborhoods where he's, you know, he's talked on the campaign trail and ever since he's, you know, taken office about really hearing the concerns from different areas of town because they differ, mm-hmm. right, from area to area, uh, what the priorities are for that particular neighborhood. So you will be part of that. Yeah, effort. so we're, we're initiating, in fact, we're meeting this afternoon to kind of nail down final details, but we've got a, a, a kind of a, a multi-session listening tour where he's going to hit every district in our city. And listening tour is not town hall. Mm-hmm. Town hall is we're going to have a candidate or a, a, an official get up and answer a lot of questions, but he's coming in with questions. He wants to hear from okay. people because this listening tour of the next couple months is really going to help inform the strategic plan for the city over the next few years and even how we spend money and budget and all that kind of stuff. That so was going to be my next he's question. Running it, Why yeah. is he doing all this listening? Because that's what people say. Oh, it's nice. You're going to listen. What are you going to do yeah. with that information? He, uh, just earlier today, he said two things. One, uh, listening to show people, hey, we can hear you and respond to your needs. And then number two, this is going to help inform him as he we are in the middle of nailing down what does the 24, 20, 2024 budget look like for our city. And so he really wants to make sure that that budget is responsive to what he's hearing the needs of our community is. Right. The priorities that everyone else sees. Yeah. Um, so it really is a good way. It's representative. Yeah. Right. Of what every, where everyone is coming from. And I think that um, one of the big things that he's talked about also is just the importance of people being heard. And so mm-hmm. that's important, right, from your standpoint, that each organization uh, feels like they have a voice. And why is that so critical? Because, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of, like you talked about Danielle, who's your coworker, mm-hmm. reaching out from a cultural perspective so that we don't have all the same like-minded people, right, making decisions and yeah. giving input. Um, yeah, I I think it's important for people to be heard, not just because, like, that. that's one of the basic ways that you show care or love for somebody right. is to say, I will listen to you. And then they feel that they belong. Yeah. Right. Uh, but also like, I'm a big believer in the table. Like my, my, you know, view of life is built around if we can get people to sit at a table together and we can talk, we can solve things and we can connect. And it's hard to hate someone that you sit across from the table and have a conversation with, Mm -hmm. you know, but as long as people are nameless or faceless or they don't have connections with the city, it's just easier. It makes me think of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Social (laughs) media. Don't, don't. That's right. Uh, I could replace all social media with tables. Right. Oh, if only. Yeah. Because it is easier when you're yeah. looking somebody in the eye or when you take the time to get to know them and their mm-hmm. needs. So really that's a big mission of what you are doing. Yeah. And that doesn't always mean you agree. Right. And that doesn't always mean you're going to go do, but it does mean that you can hear. And, and then I think the other side of that is when you invite different people to the table, you can solve some things that maybe you couldn't solve before. Mm-hmm. So a case in point, this is kind of interesting. So about um, eight years ago or so, Mayor Southers a group of pastors in town invited the mayor to come and speak to them. And they had, a, um, I think he might've been a little apprehensive about that. Cause usually, you know, you're walking in the lion's den when you're sitting with a group of pastors, you know, they're going to have their agendas and stuff. But the question for him was, it was over at Phantom Canyon. The question was, what do you see are the needs of our city and how can we help? So he came and he spoke and he identified four needs. This is eight years ago. He said, I, I see four needs in our city. I see homelessness. I see volunteerism at-risk youth, and marijuana. These are four issues that, that as a mayor, I'm trying to involve the community in solving. I need help, in other words. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, and so the churches said, well, we, I don't know what we can do about marijuana, but the first three we can try to tackle. And so out of that meeting was birthed this uh, campaign by churches in our community to raise over a million dollars to give to the Springs Rescue Mission, finishing out that project. 
And so the next year he came, they invited him back and he came back and he said, okay, you guys were serious. Um, let's talk about more, more we can do together. And that was a little bit a part of the birthplace of an, a movement called uh, COS I Love You or Cuz I Love You. Mm-hmm. And so that's just something that really began to trick in me or, or tick in me this idea that, man, if we can just reach out and build things before the crisis happens or the tragedy or the complaint and we can get people to the same table, we could really get some stuff done. Right. It's like in an emergency, right? Mm-hmm. We do emergency exercises with our friends at the county and yeah. Um, Office of Emergency Management, so that when a wildfire breaks out, we're not like, oh, what's your name? Who are you? We yeah. know them. We can work smoothly together so that we can get messages out to the community. We can solve the problem. We can fight the fire, literally or figuratively. And yeah. so it really does make a difference. So right. you're trying to do that when it comes to really a myriad of issues. Yeah, and right? that, that's part of that proactive piece for the mayor is just, hey, uh, rather than wait until you as an organization or a neighborhood or, or a, in a faith community or whatever, yes. come to us and say, we don't like what's happening or we have crisis. We'd rather, how can we be, begin to build those relationships so it's a phone call that you pick up and you say, hey, can we talk about this versus this is the first time we've interfaced. So you feel like you're coming to the table with experience that helps, right? I mean, as your former experience as a pastor and in Some, this community, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's, that, that's been something that's always been passionate for me. Yes. Is reach out to people who are not at the table and bring them in. So what are some of your immediate goals versus long-term goals in this office? So, yeah, so, long, uh, well, short-term goals. So the mayor has a 100-day plan. Yes. And he had 42 items on his 100-day plan because he's the 42nd mayor. Oh, I get it. Yes. I was, I was he's kidding. Talk, no, he's talked a lot about the number 42. Yeah. He loves it. I was yeah. kidding with him and I was like, hey, did you did you have 43 things and you had to cut one? And he goes, no, I had 40 and I had to add two. So, <laughs> but uh, as a few of those, the two things that, I, that I'm really focused on right now, one is this listening tour that we we're just talking about. Okay. So we want to, it's not, it's not that we're going to complete all the listening tours we're ever going to do, but we just want to make sure we have a good full listening tour before his 100 days are done so you can... Yeah, input that process. And then the second thing I'm really excited about is the mayor's wife, Abby Mobilati, has a passion for mental health. And she's really landed on mental health as the issue that she wants to, to lend her name and her uh, whatever she gravitas she has as the first lady towards. And so I'm getting to help her uh, launch a mental health COS initiative in our city. Okay. And so those are two things that have to happen in the first hundred days. Okay. So more to yeah. come on that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, You'll come back and tell us more about that. Yeah. Once we've, yeah. The mental yeah. health initiative. Yeah. Yes. So we're already reaching out to the mental health professionals in the community because uh, again, our belief is not, we don't show up with all the answers. We are showing up to convene people to a table and say, let's work together. And how do we help you do what you're already doing yeah, better, right? What are you already doing? What are you, where are the gaps? Where are you stuck? What can we help with? You know? Yes. Yeah. And mental health obviously carries over a lot into what um, particularly our first responders do. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I mean, it carries over in everyone's life, right? Yeah. But um, especially these folks that are um, dealing with some really um, demanding jobs within the city. Yeah. I, I think really in two ways. I think with the people that they have to encounter yep. and be prepared to yep. work with, but also in their own profession. I mean, just the uh, the, the things, the they, things they face and the th- and how mental health is um, just a challenge for all professions. But I think for those particularly, there's, they're under some pressures that just are unbelievable. But is the mayor's wife looking at it from a community-wide perspective mm-hmm. of, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, and that's one of our first conversations when we meet with these people, uh, different leaders in our community, key, as key stakeholders, is help us, help us get our hands around what we mean when we say mental health. Because there's so many, you could talk about homelessness, 
could talk about veterans. You could talk about substance abuse. Like it's a broad spectrum, but it's also an issue I think that touches almost every facet of our city. Yep. No question. Yeah. So she's going to make a big impact with that. Yeah, she wants to lean her 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 life towards that uh, in the next few years. And, and she has a nursing background, is that yeah. correct? Okay. So I, I like to tell people she has three superpowers when this comes to this. Number one, she can, uh, when she lends her name to it, I think it gives a little weight to yes. the, to the conversation. Number two, she can convene. She can say, "Hey, let's let's get together." And then number three, she's a medical professional herself, so mm-hmm. it's not just coming at it from. She's left witnessed field. a lot of this firsthand. Oh yeah. And that was a that was a driving thing for her. Some even in the election, she spoke several times about. Yes, I've heard her say that. So okay, well, exciting yeah. to hear more about that. Yeah. So sometimes I drill people um, before they go about um, just a little bit of background of like what brought you to Colorado Springs. What do you love most about the city? Um, you know, give us some a little bit of like personal look at who you are. Yeah, I do love this city, and I, where are I'm, you from originally? Uh, Texas. Okay. That's okay. We, Texas, we still love you. Yeah. Uh, and I love Texas. I would never go back there. I okay. love this place. You're sold. Um, You're sold. I'm yeah. sold. And I, I, I'm super excited to be on the team with the city employees. I'm so proud of what they do. And I'm so proud of uh, what they've built. And just as citizens in the city that, you know, it's not perfect, but uh, working on things. I think what I love about this city is, um, so I came from Dallas, Texas. And okay. I feel like Dallas is Dallas. And it's just going to get more Dallasy. And Denver is Denver. It's just going to get more Denver. Like they already decided who they're going to be. It feels like to me being here 15 years and just like watching how downtown has grown and watching how things have happened. Like Colorado Springs, it feels like it's not fully yet who it's going to be. And we're in the maybe, middle of evolving. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. It's still gelling a little bit. And it feels like the decisions like that this mayor can make or our city can make or the planning department can make or the, it feels like the decisions that are being made in the city could really affect where we go. And maybe we can avoid some of the things that, you know, Seattle or Portland or other cities have faced. And so that's why I want to roll up my sleeves and be a part of this because it feels like it's not just, um, well, we're, we're set. Right. It's, it's not I like that, more yeah. of a status quo. Yeah. It's like the time is now. Yeah. It's an exciting time. Yeah. That's really fun. And the switchbacks. That, that's the other thing. That's, that's the other you love the switchbacks? Yeah, that's the second thing. You're a big fan? Yeah, yeah. We love are. Widener Field? Yeah. My wife Have, and I sit in the uh, end zone and just... Take scream. it all in. Yeah. yeah if if you are listening and haven't been to Widener, you got to go check it out. Oh, Have beautiful. you been to a concert or... We did go to a concert. Because I've heard yeah. the concerts there are great. Yeah, I've only been to a game. But. Super venue. So glad. And we live about a mile north of downtown, so we ride our bikes to the oh, games. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. And the views are amazing. Oh, so yeah. even if you don't like soccer, just go for like, you know, yeah. something to eat and drink and take in the views and then you can leave early or whatever, yeah, but walk go downtown. Hobnob. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for giving us your time, especially yeah. in this busy time when you're just getting going. But if you don't mind, we'd love to have you back for a progress report and just, or Danielle perhaps, and just see how this new office is going. It's always kind of nice to have a blank slate. We've never had this office before. You get to just sort of invent things. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Jen. Fun. Okay, thanks. Thanks everybody for listening to Behind the Springs and we'll see you next time.